8.16. As the heat prevails day and night, it's almost impossible to get by without the help of air conditioning. Fans help somewhat, but um, it really is tough at night. Um, and, and of course, for many people during the daytime as well. So despite the surge in demand for electricity associated with that, Energy Minister Pekun Yu has reassured the public there's enough supply to meet soaring demand. But some are raising doubts over the government's plan to reduce the number of nuclear reactors in the coming years. Under the pressure of global warming, we're not going to see cooler summers um, in terms of the general trend. Will we then have to change our consumption behaviour? Professor Jong Yun-hoon from the Department of Nuclear and Quantum Engineering at KAIST joins us on the line for further discussion. Good morning to you. Good morning. But this is an unusually hot summer. Can we be assured about this promise there'll be no electricity shortages for now if demand does shoot up even higher? Yeah, uh, if and only if the demand shoots up higher than the available supply capacity, we can expect to blackout. But the current available capacity is large enough to supply any increase of demand this summer. After the, the rolling blackout back in 2011, we have been installing large amount of capacity. By that capacity, we can supply electricity stably in this summer. But we, if we are hesitating to install the additional capacity, but in a, in a long run, there would be a problem. Can you explain to us a bit more about the reserve rate, which is given as a percentage? The ideal is 10%, and we are at 6.8%? Yeah, the reserved capacity is the difference between the current demand and the available capacity at that time. If it is too small, we cannot accommodate a sudden the perturbation or disturbance, such as the drop of power plants online. The 10% uh, is about uh, 8 to 9 gigawatt in scale. It is equivalent to, to 8 to 9 large-scale coal power plants or nuclear power plants. By having that reserves, we can accommodate a sudden loss of supply or a quick rising of demand by heat wave. The 7% of reserved capacity is still large enough to accommodate any kind of disturbance. And do you agree with the claim in a recent media interview by Minister Beck that the government did not bring back into operation the Hanul 4 reactor um, because of the soaring power demand? In other words, he was denying that the two were linked at all. Uh, yeah, it is natural to be prepared to operate in the nuclear power plants for high demand seasons such as hot summer and cold winter. The important thing is not about the reoperation of nuclear power plants. The important thing is a failure to predict electricity demand by the new electricity supply plan confirmed at the end of last year. It badly underestimated the demand. It makes the demand in this summer a big surprise. It has underpredicted the demand in last winter too. In contrast, the previous old supply plan predict this summer demand and the last winter demand very well. And I think we have to reevaluate the supply plan and replan the construction of nuclear coal and gas plants.
There has been controversy about ageing reactors in the recent past, though. And nuclear power generally makes up 30% of the country's total electricity production. But can you clarify for us the state of nuclear energy in this country at the moment? Okay, we have currently 24 active nuclear power plants. Among 24, six are under maintenance, if I include Warsaw 1, and there are five are under construction. I'm presuming, giving your seat, that you're not necessarily a big fan of the government's plan to reduce the number of reactors from 24 to 14 by 2038. Yeah, uh, it does not make sense to reduce nuclear power plants by early phase out of nuclear power plants, no license renewal, and the cancel of construction project under construction. I think it does not make sense. And the nuclear power plants can be operated at least 60 to 80 years, just uh, like uh, the US, Canada, France, or even Switzerland. Phasing out at the age of 40 or less is not a reasonable choice. Well, for many ordinary people, like myself, I think we would welcome nuclear power if the only alternative was coal, given the amount of air pollution that coal produces. On the other hand, renewable energy, clean energy, without the nuclear risk, seems to be the ideal solution. Um, And according to the government's plan, renewable energy 3020, as it's known, the aim is to increase the portion of renewable energy to 20% by 2030. It's currently at 7%. Is this plan feasible? Uh, I think increasing solar and wind to 20% by share by 2030 is quite challenging. The first, wind and solar are not economical, and subsidies should be given to them. It would cost at least a couple of hundred billion dollars, U.S. dollars for 20-year life, in addition to the construction cost of 100 billion USD. The second, they already face a lot of social friction and environmental concerns. And the third, it is intrinsically intermittent. They need a backup power. The backup power is fossil fuel power plants such as coal or gas. So it is not a good direction, I think. Yeah, well, as I said before, I think many would agree that uh, the idea of just burning more coal at this point is a is a particularly backward step. But let's think a little further about consumption habits. Maybe we can lower our consumption to help save energy because we consume about 30% more electricity than the OECD average. For example, uh, the average annual usage of electricity per capita is 10,000 kilowatts compared with 7,000 among most or on average developed nations. Are we then wasting our energy? What? Why is that the case? Uh, yeah, yes, it is, but it should be. The, the, this is the reason why the, the, during the hot summer in 1994, the excess death toll was estimated as as large as 3,384. Air conditioning is essential for a healthy life during Hastimi summer, just like this year. So a cup of ice Americano costs equal to the price of air conditioning for a day. Which one is more essential for our life? We have to think about it. By raising the electricity bill, we can save money but cannot save lives. The 
the problem is not that simple. There are many players in electricity consumption. For example, structure of industry, climate, degree of economic development, and the lifestyle. The kilowatt hours in industry is used to make money. To reduce that kilowatt hours, we have to have alternatives. Otherwise, we would kill the economy. Much attention should be paid on this matter. And once the industry pays less than the household pays, but now the industry pays as much as household pays, the Korean household use third cheapest kilowatt hours among OECD countries, while the Korean industry rate is ranked in middle. Relatively, household electricity is cheap. And in contrast, in Germany, the industry pays just a half light compared to the household to protect the German industry. The Japan and France use less kilowatt hours than Korean, but U.S., Sweden, Finland use more kilowatt hours than Korea. The problem is not that simple. There is no easy solution to this problem. And as you suggest, um, these developed nations all have different not only individual circumstances regarding energy supply, but also climate conditions and other factors that would suddenly lead to surges in demand. Professor Chang, it's great to have you with us on the line. Thank you.